Hey, let's do Commander Quick Out Podcast, episode 290. I'm Brando. I'm here with Reiner. We're going to kick off the arc of breaking the mold of the blue deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We are back. What is going down? The whole ton is going down. We're starting off a brand new arc. I got this cool little stuffed seal to play with. We're back in Studio CCO. We got some stories to tell, some people to thank, a public service message to deliver. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business, DaddysFusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all of your gaming needs. Oh, yes. And I forgot to tell you. New promo code. Oh. New year, new us. We're a month late. <laughs> but like I say to my wife, better late than never. Yes. 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 New promo code, same great deal on the stuff you're going to buy anyways. Okay. You use the new promo code CCO Spring to get yourself 5% off the stuff that you're going to buy anyways. CCO Spring, like the season that's coming up. Yes, we're encouraging the weather to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we are. It's We really are. I didn't get stuck on my way out here today. No, my, nice. my neighbor snow blowed it all with his Bobcat hydraulic snowblower. I saw where I got stuck, though. The snow was like this deep. Yes. Which doesn't look like much, but that's a lot of snow. That's for a lot a of car to plow through. For a tiny car, yes. And mm-hmm. now it's. Flat. Yes. Now yeah. it's a road. Super good. I, I didn't even put pants on before Brando got here because I knew he wasn't going to get stuck. Yeah. So CCO Spring, that's the new code. We're switching it up for spring. We're springing into a new arc, like you said in the mm-hmm. intro. We're springing into spring soon and you can get 5% off. Uh, I I just had an order show up. Uh, what did I get? All that stuff you are telling me about last week. No oil taint strike and oh no 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 uh, I I ordered I ordered a pillar of pa- Peruns pillar of the Peruns mm-hmm. you get a mana of any color but you got to spend it on a multicolor spell mm-hmm. I got one for Aiden to trade him I'm doing some trading I told him I had it and I just got it at Fusion <laughs> you know you know who you know who does have those me soon Aiden <laughs> <laughs> you know how many I have uh, five. <laughs> Six, actually. Oh, six. You have good yeah. counting. I bought those thinking that they were going to be really, really good. And they actually are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean. They're actually kind of expensive. Good thing I saved 5%. Truth. They're expensive now. When I when I, I got them, like, when they were printed in Guild Packed or whatever. And it was, uh, they were, like, they were a bulk rare at the time. And uh, I just thought, like, I'm going to I'm gonna play these in lots of EDH decks. And then I play them in no EDH decks. Mm. You got to play them in all multicolored decks like Aiden's new Boros deck. The Oops All Gold. That's a cool deck. Oh, man. I wish I had all gold. Like in real Border. life. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yes. Oh, yeah. I wish I had like a gold. Like one oh. one big one. That is good. So we're... Okay. I got a story to tell. This is a short okay. story. Then we'll get into some magic stuff. We're sitting on the couch yesterday. We're watching like... um Not home and garden television because we were watching like YTV or Nickelodeon or something. But it was like a kid's version of... Home and garden where they like make over a backyard with like zip lines and tree forts and stuff like that, right? Shit. Yeah. So we to make your kid all antsy that he wants all that stuff and then gets mad at you when you don't. Well, have it. yeah. On the it was just a commercial we saw and the kid was like, "I want a roller coaster in my yard," right? <laughs> and and then and then my kid was like, "I want a roller coaster," and I was like, "Me too." <laughs> and Rebecca was like, "No, no." And I said, "You know what? A roller coaster would probably cost like 
10 million dollars like not even kidding like with the liability and the engineering and i got the room for it like i got four and a half acres so you could put it could put a decent roller coaster in my yard so i googled it like what is the average price of a roller coaster eight million dollars it turns out wow and i said i said to the boy i says that's not even for like a brand name one like the i want the mind bender or i want the nightmare or tattoo or something the, the superman yeah that's a real one i think it was the fastest one on earth for a while right in the tallest it just no, shoots you right up and that, like, was, that was something else that was like in space it's a superhero name i know anyway whatever whatever anyways i say dad doesn't have eight million of anything <laughs> <laughs> i probably have eight million like granules of like gravel in my driveway most likely probably have eight million grains of dirt in my garden that's a definite oh absolutely definitely yeah. got eight million of those Maybe there's eight, maybe there's eight million blades of grass in my yard, but yeah, I don't great. even know. Like your lawn is not super lush, so I don't know if you have eight. It's getting there. Well, it'll get there soon. But as it stands right now, I don't fact. even have eight million of those. <laughs> facts is facts, man. I'm telling you. Oh man, so probably not going to get a roller coaster. Unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate. The liability, hey. Yeah. I wouldn't want the neighbors' kids to. Well, then don't let the neighbors' kids on it. Just us, hey. Yeah. You, know, you got to sign this waiver and pay me like a million dollars if you want to ride. I got like eight neighbors and get a million dollars from each one. Wouldn't that, that be the life? That'd pay off the roller coaster. Oh. Right? I mean, well, there it is right there. Charge them interest if they don't like pay me back soon enough because I got to take out a loan. <laughs> Man. Get the payment up front and then you don't have to. Right? Like it's, man, I got to do all the thinking. I guess, here. yeah. Wow. Yeah, fuck. Join the club. <laughs> I got to do all the thinking. <laughs> Let's talk about roller coasters, roller coaster rides. Oh, the good I, segue. Oh, because I went on one oh, over the last. I thought you were going to segue into what this is. Oh. Look at, they came in. The first <laughs> the first grouping of them. There's a roller coaster on this. That was the segue Ryan thought that I was making, but I yes. wasn't. So we're going to make another roller coaster segue in a minute. Yeah, why do but, I have to do all the thinking? <laughs> but they're here. And we're going to start signing them, and then we're going to start getting them shipped out to you. We're waiting on the t-shirts and the tokens to be pressed and printed. Yeah, that can be yours. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that the microphone picked up the sound that that made when it hit the ground. It was a very funny sound. I hope so, too. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The roller coaster ride that I went on this week, the last few weeks. Do you remember a couple weeks ago on the show? Yeah. You got very cross with me for almost buying a box of double feature. Remember oh, that? yes. Remember that? Talked me out of it. Oh, this is a proverbial roller coaster. Oh, yeah. yeah oh. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to do it. Oh, I'm not good. Gonna, set's huge. I want four cards out of it. You you didn't. So I'm not going to buy a box. Oh, you, I'm not. Oh, you didn't. Yep. Okay. So I went down to my LGS. And I said, I said, Aaron, LGS guy. Here's the list of four cards I got. I don't know how much of this you plan to open, but if you open any of these. I want these ones. I would like them, please. Yeah. So I'm looking for four foils that are rare. Okay. So the odds of getting them are pretty slim, but he opened one box and one of them pops out. Oh. Okay. So in he got two, two silver screen foil rares. And I was predicting, here's what I'm wrong about. And those are the ones you want, right? Yep. Silver screen foils. Here's what I'm, here's here's what I was predicting. Silver screen rares. We're going to look really cool. Because I figured they were going to go back to like that really silvered like. Oh, yeah. Almost like anything that would be white on the card is actually just a mirror. Yeah, like from the vault, like really shiny foil. Yeah. They're etched. No. Silver screen foiling is foiled etched. Oh. So. I did this in the pre-show. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And so the 
the the rare keep in mind this foil rare of the two foil rares he opened out of the box he gave me for free because it looked so shitty <laughs> and <laughs> that's even better than cco spring yeah. promo code right <laughs> and i was going to buy a few of the packs but then we looked at them and if you buy a pack of double feature mm-hmm. you get like I think it's six cards from each set and then two rares from each set and one foil. However sure. the hell that yeah, works. Yeah, whatever okay? it is. And here's what you can buy instead of that. Oh. You can buy a pack of Midnight Hunt uh-huh. and a pack of Crimson Vow. Like like set boosters? Uh, just draft boosters. Oh, okay, sure. These are draft boosters is what double feature Oh, yeah, because it's a draftable product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And you can go to the soda machine and buy a pop. instead of buying a single pack of double feature. And you're going to get the same number of rares, more uncommons, more commons. We're going to get twice as many cards. No washed out cards and about the same chance of getting the foil rare that you actually want. I'll do you one-ups. I do. Okay. Okay. If you, okay. Okay. Scratch buying one double feature pack, Mm -hmm. buy two. But instead of buying two, (laughs) instead of buying two, you can get a Midnight Hunt, you can get a Crimson Vow. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can go to Bugsy's, the lounge right next to yeah. um, the store in the mall. Yeah. Not the coach, because they got a different special on Thursdays. But the yeah. special on Thursdays at Bugsy's, $8 schooners. Pack of Midnight Hunt, pack of Crimson Vow, $8 schooner. Boom. It's a good-ass Boom. deal. And, and you still have $3 left over for that soda. Oh. Mm-hmm. Also, let's say you buy a box of Crimson Vow. Oh. Of Double Feature. Let's say oh. a box of it. Oh. You could buy a box of Midnight Hunt. A box of Crimson Vow. You get three times as many packs and you still have 50 bucks. Man. Okay, so here's the thing. So here's the here's the this is the this is the public service announcement. I was I was wrong about those foils looking cool because they mm. suck. Because they're just it's colored art that looks like it's been Xeroxed mm-hmm. and put on a card. That was a complaint that people had when when the like the, the Crimson Vow and Midnight Hut Lands came out mm. is they not all of the art is necessarily made to be black and white. Mm-hmm. Black and white art is looks really good when it's intended to be black and white. Mm-hmm. When it's color and then they just black and white it. It's like that's why black and white TV look good because it was lit different. And yeah. if you take like color TV and just make it black and white, it, it it's, it's lit for color. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah. yeah. So the moral of the story is, and I hate saying this, but I'm going to. This is the product that people should make a stand on. And not buy it. Mm. I I never say that. And there are other content creators out there who are saying this as well. So I'm not alone. Just let this collect dust somewhere to send a message to, I mean, it sucks the stores have to get it first, but the distributors and Watsy on top of them, this sucks and avoid it at all costs. Well, it was, it was already delayed once. Yeah. So it was already delayed. It was already being launched on the same day as like other decks like com- com- competitive decks for a-, a different format and it's already being passed over because commander collection black launches yesterday yeah same I- day. i'm going today but what i meant was yesterday yeah so and we already got that i'm yeah. already seeing those get opened online and neon dynasty is coming out like yeah in, in one hour from now yeah so <laughs> we- we've got lots coming up and there's a better product out Right now. Then again, costs you less and you're going to get more play out of. So please avoid it if you can. This is it's so bad. This is the final thing we'll say on it is, yeah. is 
when we hit 3,000 subs and mm-hmm. we're doing our biggest giveaway ever. We will not give away a double feature. We probably won't be giving this away unless we get like a box for free. Yeah. And <laughs> even even then, even then, I'm we, we might just do a YouTube video where we like throw a Molotov cocktail at it. You got a big yard. We could do that. We could explode some stuff. Yes. If you want to see us blow up a box of double feature, we will. Blow it up. Man, I want to blow something up now. With an explosion. We'll blow it up with an explosion. Man. That would be the coolest video ever. Yeah. That's because that's what. Let us know in the comments below if you want us to blow up something. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we'll we'll do it. (laughs) I just blew up the mic. (laughs) So, but that aside, we've got a great arc coming up. We got a really cool deck to talk about. Sent in by our man A. Buckley. Yeah. He tastes awful and he works. Just like the taste that's going to be left over in your mouth after you lose to this deck. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) a couple things. We've got a pack to give away. This is the podcast Biznatch. Okay. Yeah, right. From guessing Vadrock, which was wrong, but leaving a comment on any of the content last week would have gotten you entered to win a pack. If you're interested in winning free boosters and this is your first episode of Commander Cookout, welcome. Watch the pre-shows on Monday where we give hints for commanders. You guess right, you get entered in, you could win booster packs. Probably not double feature booster packs, but uh, we got some good ones in there. We have actual good ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if your name and or initials and or YouTube handle is... Totally real name, B M, the letter B, the letter M. <laughs> really? Get it? Yeah. B M. B M. Because I had Arby's for supper last night, and I had a good B M after that. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Commandercookout at gmail.com. Let us know it's you. Honor system, or else you're going to ruin it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Let us know your address when you send us the email, and we'll get you down. We send everything out at the end of the month. Patreon sign-up gifts, stickers, Brando tokens, proxies, altars, and booster packs all go out at the end of the month. And speaking of which... Oh, shit. We have a new patron. Oh. Yeah. Okay. One of the benefits is the Brando altars or the CCO stickers as a thank you gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and your CCO nickname. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Benefit. Benefit. That's Benefit. Right. I'm going to use the air quotes, which you would have seen if you're watching on YouTube, which you fucking should be because this is a very special episode because we're in Studio CCO. We have a green screen behind us, and Editor Joe works really hard to make us look cool, which, as we've, as we've said, is a full-time job. Full-time job for Joe to make these guys look. Yeah. Yeah. So, new patron. We got it when, like, right when we were doing the pre-show, and I entered it into the notes. Remember? Oh yeah, we did it yeah. live on the pre-show. Yeah. Jason Schiller. Jason Schiller. Yeah, he was happy that we sp- pronounced his name right, and he he said as much. So you're welcome. We uh, we we take pride in being able to at least say your name correctly before we destroy it and you and uh, publicly make. Fun of you. Before we <laughs> pillory it. Pillory it? Yeah, pillory. You know, that's where you put the guy in the thing, I think, or you put him on a stick and you throw rocks at him. Or tomatoes. Uh, mm. Snowballs. Like on the Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah. Mm. I think that's what that is. Yeah, it? they tie him up and they throw tomatoes they at him. Pillory people. Eh, it's a thing. Jason Pillory? Yeah. Instead of Jason Schiller, he's Jason Piller. Yeah. Jason has a huge pillar. pillar. Jason loves pillar. Mmm. Yeah. Jason Sp- smells like all pill no filler no we already have a oh but oh man we already have an all filler no miller or mgd miller genuine draft we already have a a miller yeah 
This is like a but pill. but this this could be pillar, and I do love a good pill. I know, which is just tragic. It's tragic. It's tragic. You're a respectable person that drinks pill. All shill, no pill. That's what his name is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All shill, no pill. Because he might not like Pilsner. He seems like a classy gentleman, even though he listens to us. So he probably, probably does, yeah. Okay, well, all pill, no fill. All fill, no pill. All shill, no shill. fill. <laughs> okay, I'll get it one of these days. We did it. Welcome aboard and F you. Very much so. Now, Newark. Newark. Newark, first deck submitted by Anthony Bockley. This is a buckhole on, on Discord. Another benefit to becoming a patron is Discord access. He submitted this deck, and, and Brando and I were talking before we even saw this deck about what decks look like. We were talking about last week's bonus episode where we're talking about like the efficiency trend and everybody like channeling kind of most of their deck into a shell. It's got to have so many sweepers and so many removals and only these mana rocks and and it's it's a little bit stifling because the card pool feels smaller. Yeah. Not because we have to play the most ultra efficient competitive stuff. But because we're used to these things being the best versions and everything else gets pushed aside. Yeah. So we picked today's deck because it both demonstrates this a little bit. Mm-hmm. The the shell of the deck looks like the shell of many other yeah. decks. It, like I said like in the it, intro, it, it's a blue deck. It's a blue deck. But we also picked this deck because it, it does a blue thing in a very different way they're real screwball way so we're doing arkham dagson so let's give him a read we'll, gi- we'll give oh, wait i have you, it on my super professional phone here hang oh on. good hang on there it is arkham dagson is a 2-2 human artificer for blue three has tap target artifact creatures controller sacks it that player may search their library for a non-creature artifact put it into play then shuffle oh so it's a, like a tutor. It's a blue tutor commander. It's a blooter. A blooter. <laughs> that sounds dirty. That does sound really dirty. We should Google that to see if it is dirty. Somebody out there, Google it for us. Put it in the comments. Try and keep it a little clean. Mm. We don't want to. You know what? It's the comments. It's the, the comments. The comments you know aren't. Yeah. We're, it's fine. So we're doing the blue thing. We've got the blue kind of efficiency shell that we're going to demonstrate. And then we're going to tell you how this deck breaks that mold mm-hmm. and and what are we calling it the arc of breaking the mold the arc of breaking the mold arc of breaking the mold and we're going to do it today because this is a mono blue doomsday deck <laughs> doomsday of course the ultra famous sorcery originally from weatherlight yeah i believe so that yeah. says uh, shuffle your graveyard into your library search your library for five cards i think it's seven isn't it it's five is it five it's five okay. Exile the rest of your library, put those five cards on the top of your library in any order. So essentially, you just get all the cards in your deck, get them all out of here, get your five-card win combo pile and like a draw spell in your hand so you can start drawing it into whatever your win con is. Could be could be a combo, could be like Empty Library Lab Maniac, could be, you know, like one-card infinite combo with a bunch of backup that you can draw that, that'll combo with your commander. There's all different ways to, to win with... Doomsday. Did I tell you that I tried to build a Doomsday deck once? No. Did I tell you it was gonna, I was going to call it Bloomsday? Uh, no. Like blue hyphen Msday. Okay. And it was going to, the pile was going to be like three things to make me draw one card. Yes. Some way of making infinite mana out here. 
and then Blue Sun Zenith. So I could just like draw everybody out. Yeah. But then once I had everything kind of conceptualized, I was like, you know, I don't like this. It's a doomsday deck. This is not the way I <laughs> like to do magic. So I just ended up not building it or even really talking about it. And then we actually ended up doing a deck on the show that was sort of in the same vein. And that kind of just cleansed it from my got system. You, got your rocks yeah. off. And just never, I talked about the combo and therefore I never had to build it myself, which was cool. Oh, <laughs> well, let's get into some cards. This is a Doomsday deck. It's not the CEDH Doomsday deck, but it is the blue Doomsday deck. Yeah, keeping in mind that we can't play Doomsday because Doomsday is black. Oh, I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> I think it costs a what? Like black, black, black. black. It gets black. You it's can't as be black playing. as you get. You definitely don't play it in mono blue. Definitely don't. And that's why we're breaking the mold because we're going to show you how you can actually do that. Jesus. All right. So we've got the deck up. We've got custom categories. Thank you very much, Anthony, for doing that. We uh, For anybody who sends in decks either to commandercookout at gmail.com or on the Discord, very helpful for us to know what the hell's going on. It's a Moxfield deck, and I didn't know how to get the custom tags. Yeah. So I was like puzzling. What is that? How does it work? What does it do? And I message Anthony. I'm like, I think it's this. Can you please confirm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do the exact same thing last night, except... It was like 11 o'clock and I didn't want to message anybody because what are they asleep? So I just like forced myself to ah, figure it out. Yes. And I eventually got there. But then when I found the custom categories this morning, I felt like a like a goon. Yeah. So so first we're going to do some shell stuff. These yeah. are things that you'll just see in a blue deck. This is the mold. This is the, I want to build a mono blue deck. Here, here's every mono blue deck. And I think that it's important to to both demonstrate that it's it's good to do this because this is the blue deck. And yeah. it, and, and when you build the blue deck, it's good. Because <laughs> yeah. blue is a good color and it has good card advantage and good removal and good card draw. But it does have some baggage and, and it is samesy and... and People don't always like getting their stuff countered, all that stuff, right? We're yeah. going to talk about that when we get to strengths and weaknesses more. But first, we want to do, what do you, what do you think, card advantage, yeah. card draw? We're going to do card draw, card advantage. We're going to bang through these because most of them are cards that you've probably seen a lot. We have Brainstorm. That draws three, puts two back. Consider. Oh, Foil Considers? I think you get Foil Considers, right? Because those cards are going to be expensive like Foil Preordains. Probably. It's a uh, look at the top card of your library. You may... Put it into your graveyard, then draw a card, right? Yes. It, uh, surveil? You surveil one. I guess it's then... surveil without saying it, right? Yeah, Important that it's blue and it's an instant. Just yes. blue mana, instant. Next up, we dig through time. Look at seven, pick two, got Delph. Deep anal. Oh, man, deep anal. Yep. This what were is... they thinking? when they, they knew we were eventually going to make a show. They knew that. They knew. And they named it deep anal anyway. You know what? That's on them. Yep. That's on them. They did this. Blue, three, Target player draws two, and it's got flashback, pay three life, blue one. That's Fra a good one. That's a good card. A good one. Frantic search. Uh, draw two, discard two, untap three lands? Correct. Getaxian probe. Oh, Getaxian probe might be important if you're tapped out and trying to draw a card. Mm -hmm. Because it's, look at target player's hand, draw a card, Phyrexian blue. So that's two life. Two life. And you can cast it for free. Yeah. Ooh, that might be important. Yes. Opt. Scry one, draw a card. That's like consider. Gush. Gush might be important too. That's a that's a very common like top of the doomsday pile mm -hmm. because you return to islands you control to their owner's hand rather than paying its five mana cost. Oh. 
and you draw two cards. So you can draw almost half your Doomsday Pile traditionally. Our Doomsday Piles here in this deck are going to be a little bit smaller. Yeah, much, so, so Gush could Gush at instant speed, mind you. Yes. Might be able to draw your entire Doomsday Pile. Very important card. Pretty good. Preordain. Scry to draw two? Something yep. like that? Scry to draw card. Sure. Silver Raven. What? It's a 1-1 one, one for 1 with flying, comes into play, scry 1. Oh, so it's like scry 1 for blue. Yeah. Treasure Cruise. Draw 3, delve. And it's got like delve, it costs 8, but it really fucking costs 1. It costs 1. <laughs> Thopter Spy Network. Man, I never remember what this card does. Beginning of your upkeep, if you control an artifact, you get a 1-1 one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature token with flying. Mm-hmm. And whenever one or more artifact creatures you control, deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. Oh. This could be Biden to Thassa, I think. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't give you creatures, but you draw more cards with Biden if you already have creatures. Mm. But that's something this we can deck talk don't about have very many creatures, though. One, yeah. Two, Biden to Thassa is searchable with with Arkham Dagson. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Windfall. Each player discards their hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number a player did discard this way. That's a good card. That that is good. Yes. So now let's talk about some mono blue control pieces. Sure, mono blue control. This is, I guess, the other half of the shell. These are the ones that you would expect to see in blue decks. Now, caveat: this deck only costs like eighty-seven dollars. Yes, which is awesome because it's like a unique combo deck that only costs eighty-seven dollars. Yeah. If I was going to build a mono blue deck, like no budget. There, there'd best be some force of wills, force of negations, pact of negations, uh, mana drains, right? Yeah, yeah, we're not we're playing all of the blue usual, the blue usual suspects, if you will, <laughs> but not the I don't want to say CDH ones, but maybe not the most powerful. Well, not those. and not the most expensive one because you can't you can't say that counterspell isn't powerful, yeah. even though it's not as powerful as mana drain at the same cost. Counterspell is still awesomely powerful when i counter your crater hoof yeah because i'm like tempoing you for seven mana and you thought you were going to win but now you don't yeah the gap between counterspell and mana drain for the the 60 dollar difference <laughs> is not as big as people think is what i'm saying yes okay okay counterspell counter target spell dispel counter an instant spell god pharaoh's statue look at that you played this card before i did it's a six mana legendary artifact spells your opponent's cast cost two more Oh. Yikes. And at the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses a life. Oh. 40 turn win con. Nice. That's pretty good. Foil. Foil. Not even a foil foil. What a piece. Man, you can't foil your opponents without a foil foil. I know. Counter target spell for four mana, or you can discard an island rather than paying its mana cost. An island and a blue card. Oh. Yeah, Ooh, that, way worse than yeah, what I said. Yeah, that's why foil is like 82 cents. Instead of Except for foil dollars. foils from Prophecy. Those ones are like $82. Yes. <laughs> uh, misdirection. That that misdirects something or swerves something. Yes. I think I think you can use your imagination to understand how that card is. Yeah. And you can E a BC instead of paying the... <laughs> instead of, Exile a blue card from your hand? Yes. Instead of paying its cost. So you can play it. You can... E a B C to play it for free. I think if we're if we're using the abbreviations or the initials, it would have to be E a U C, because U is blue. Well, I'm the one that's making the rules right e now. E a B C I'm... does sound better. Yes, but it's technically or phonetically inaccurate. <laughs> e a U C. You you know what it could be? It could be like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
E U C. Speaking of acronyms. Okay. Narset, part of V. Oh. Ooh. Don't Google that. Naughty. Naughty, naughty. Uh, she's a, she's that plant. She's the Narset. Yeah. I cast a Narset the other day and I just got my whole dink stomped. <laughs> Man, people don't like that card. No, eh? they do not, especially after you play Windfall on them. Oh, yeah. There is Narset and Windfall both in this deck yes. for good reason. Narset is a, an enchantment for blue, blue one. Each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn, and you can minus her minus two, I think. Yep. To look at the top four cards of your library, put a non-land, non-creature from them into your hand. Yes. So she's she's very good. She's good card draw mixed with your opponents getting no card draw. Yes. Yes. Sought coming. Counter spell with foretell. Negate. Counter target non-creature spell. Stoic rebuttal. Counter target spell, but it costs less if you have metalcraft. Correct. Which we will. Yes. Unwind. Counter target non-creature spell, untap up to three lands. Underrated, because mm-hmm. sure, you have to have the, the three mana up front, but it's free. Yeah, it's free free, sort of. You got to have the three mana up front, but hear me out. You will, because... You're keeping all your manas up for your your considers and your brainstorms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll have a free counterspell. You still That's, get to counter something, and you still get to brainstorm, and you still get to consider, and you still yeah. get to do all that stuff. Or you still get to counter another spell that isn't free. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you can do that too because you're going to leave mana up to cast counterspell. But if you also have uh, uh, unwind, unwind, yeah, unwind. unwind, you can just go unwind. Huh, loser. Well, yeah, drew out your counterspell. No, it was free, so I still have mana up for another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing. That's on. a good one, yeah. All right, let's talk some ramp. Some ramp. Now, important to, to, to know that Arkham Dagson says target artifact creatures controller sacrifices it. Important for two reasons. Our ramp is going to be creatures. Yes. Our ramp is going to be creatures because we want to sacrifice them to find a combo piece, A. Mm-hmm. And we didn't mention this, but target artifact creatures controller sacrifices it is removal for artifact creatures. So if your opponent has like a blight steal that they reanimate, or not reanimated in, but like cheated in, or if your opponent is using like Ethereum Sculptor and Gleaming Barrier and Hedron Crawler and, and Silver Mirror for ramp like we are. Yeah. <laughs> There's like four <laughs> cards right off the bat. It, it this is like your your commander is going to be removal for those pretty good yeah do double full double double entendre uh, menage do menage deuce <laughs> Ooh, a, don't google that now nah, you can google away google away ramp cards ramp cards we already said ethereum sculptor we already said gleaming barrier that uh, when it when it dies you get a treasure correct so you would sacrifice that get a treasure that's why it's ramp and then you could search for something else with your arkham yeah okay Hedron Crawler. It taps for a color. Guardian Idol. Taps for a color and be, can become a creature for two mana. That's that's how it works. That's how that one works. Liquid Metal Torque. That can make something an artifact. So if you have a creature, you can tap your... You, you can sacrifice that creature because you make it an artifact. You can also... You could make Arkham an artifact and sacrifice himself, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Target artifact creatures control. You just make Arkham target himself once he's an artifact. Yeah. Ooh, good deal. Yeah, good. And it taps for a colorless also. It's That's also like a one-card combo with your commandy. Yeah. That's a freaking good-ass card. Liquid Metal Torque is an under underrated. I don't know, man. I, th- I don't know if it's underrated it's, anymore. It's even in the, ooh, it costs two. It's so good. Right? It is the, I think it, it and Mindstorm are my favorite at two because they, they do things. They do stuff. That's fun. That's fun. Okay, we can, we can, we can, yes. Mannequin. That, that mills you and then gives you a mana, right? Right. 
Ornithopter in Paradise. Taps for a mana of any color. Moonsilver Key. That doesn't give you mana, but you can sacrifice it and search for an artifact that gives you mana. Or a basic land. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Palladium Mirror. Taps for two. Silver Mirror. But taps for blue. I like well, that. Yeah. I like that. Solren. Also taps for two. Also can be found by Moonsilver Key if you want to go like mana neutral. I think if you cast Moonsilver Key is two. Yes. Two and then one. Oh, so you got to spend three to get your soul ring, but it pays it off in two activations. Yeah. Oh, that's which fine. Is, which is just fine. There's yeah. our, so where, where should we go next? Should we talk about some, let's do removal. Let's do removal because it too I, is part of the blue shell. And there's a couple in here that I really like that I think are underplayed. Aetherize. That's the first one that I think is underplayed. Return all attacking creature to owner's hand. I like that one because it's got Hannah on it. And like, I don't want to be that guy, but that's a really pretty picture. It's evocative because it's like, what's going on? Like, she's in trouble. Yeah. It almost looks like um, uh, Frank Frazetta. It almost looks like comic book art or like um, comic book pulp. And she's uh, blasting some weird crab man with a laser. Like, yeah, you, awesome. you think that she's in trouble. Then you take a second look at the card and it's like, oh, wait, no, she's she's doing the blasting. Yeah, she's started blasting. Yeah, <laughs> so it starts blasting, I do. Blink of an eye. Uh, bounce. If you kick it, draw. It's into the royal. Yes. Are we also playing into the royal? We'll Does, get, doesn't matter. Let's see. Pongify. Get, kill a thing, get a monkey. Curse of the swine. Kill all the things, everybody gets pigs. Raven form. Kill a thing, get a bird. Reality shift. Kill a thing, get the top card of your library. Soul guide lantern. Hey, look at that. Including that with the old um, removal. Important to say, last CCO's top five and five, graveyard removal. Soul yes. guide lantern didn't make my list. For... I think, it, actually, honestly, I think, what did we play on the top five and five? Was it Soul Guide or was it a different lantern? Uh, it was um, it was the new one. It was the one where you, you exile target card when it ETBs and then you sacrifice it, draw a card to um, exile all graveyards. Yeah, see, so this one has those on two different abilities. It comes in, exiles a thing. Yeah, well, when it enters a battlefield, exile target card from a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then it's got tap sack, exile each opponent's graveyard. Mm-hmm. Notice the no draw card on that one. Because the next ability is Sacrifice Soul Guide Lantern Draw Card. Mm-hmm. One tap. Sack soul guide yeah, yeah, yeah. It exiles on ETB, which is great. That's what the other one does from Crimson Vow. Mm-hmm. Tap, Sacrifice, Pay One, Exile All Graveyards Draw Card. Mm-hmm. It's on different abilities with Soul Guide Lantern, and I don't like that. I think that that Lantern, whatever that one was. Yeah, what the fuck is it, that card? It should be this one, because... You, well, you're going to see why in a little bit. You want to exile stuff out of your own graveyard because that's part of the plan. Oh, good catch. Right? Like Lantern of the Lost enters the battlefield, exile target card from a graveyard. You go one tap, exile Lantern of the Lost. So it exiles itself. Mm-hmm. Exile all cards from all graveyards, then draw a card. Yeah. I think that that goes better in this particular deck. And, and costs exactly the same to do all that stuff. Soul Guide Lantern's good when you want to get that one card when it ETBs. Yeah. But how often do you want to get all the graveyards from everybody? That's why you play these cards. Yeah. More Soul often. Guide Lantern doesn't also allow you to draw a card. And in this deck, you you want to get all graveyards, including your own, and you want to draw a card because remember, we're doing the Doomsday Piles. That's right. You could use it to draw a card. Mm-hmm. Dang. Play Soul Guide Lantern, or, 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 or I mean, play Lantern in the Lost there, Anthony Bockley. Correct. Next card, Resculpt. Resculpt, ooh. Uh, destroy a thing, they get a 4-4. Four, four, Exile right? a thing, they get a 4-4. Four, four. 
Oh, sure. so it's a little better. Spine of Ish saw. Uh, destroy a thing and then it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. whelming wave. Oh, return all creatures to their owner's hands except for krakens, leviathans, octopuses, and serpents. Man, I wish that said crabs. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for. I think the shell stuff is essentially gonzo. I think that's we're it. into the, what did Abe Buckles do to well, create a mono blue doomsday pile of a deck on top of this shell? Well, let's, let's just, is there anything else we need to say about the shell that isn't going to be covered in strengths and weaknesses? No. Okay. We'll just get to it in strengths and weaknesses. Everybody's listened to, like, we got counter spells, we got card drawing, we got removal. It's all fairly efficient. Yes, there are top end cards and there's some obviously lower end cards that aren't included here Mm -hmm. but this is a solid budget blue shell anybody could build and you could build virtually any deck around it and because we're skimping on budget section this week because we don't have a lot of like 80 and 100 dollar cuts to make let's let's cover it now this isn't a this isn't the type of shell that is like five color control where it's like a bunch of sweepers and mana base that can cast Anything at any time. Yeah. This is a fairly easy, and I think maybe that's what contributes to the stigma a little bit, shell to build and have it be good. Yeah. Right? You could spend like less than 50 bucks or just pull all of the the brainstorms and considers and ops and preordains, put them in a deck, and you could make this deck or a Talran deck or an Urza deck or a Orvar deck, another very popular mono blue, right? Yeah. You could build any one of those decks with this. But what did what did Buckles do? What did Buckles do with that mold? He broke it, and he broke the Doomsday mold. Ooh, which is typically black inclusive because you know Doomsday being a black, black card, black card and all. So, should we talk tutors, or should we tell him the combo and then tell him what we're gonna do to make it work? Ah, uh, you know what? Let's hey, let's do recursion first. Let's do that first. Okay, yeah, let's because that first. is that is part of it. We have an Argavian Restoration. This is return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Okay. Okay. Emery Lurker of the Lock. Costs one less for each artifact you control. We don't care. When Emery enters the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. That could be important. Yeah. That could be important because if you could have that in your hand, then you do the thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So remember that. It exiles yeah. or it removes cards from your graveyard. That's good. Tap. Choose target artifact card in your graveyard. You may cast it this turn. Okay. Cool. So if our combo artifact is in our graveyard, because it got destroyed, we can get it back still. Yes. We have a workshop assistant and a mirror retriever. Uh, when they die, we just get an artifact back. Correct. Okay. Let's let's do the tutors now. All right. Two tours. We've got two. On first glance, you're going to say, what the fuck are we doing here? So let's let's start with those. We have Foresight and Manipulate Fate. Okay. Both sorceries for two mana, blue one. Search your library for three cards, exile them. <laughs> <laughs> and then the difference is man- Manipulate Fate says draw a card, and Foresight says draw a card at the beginning of next upkeep. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So we're doing that. We also have a selective memory. Oh, yeah, that was good. Search your library for any number of non-land cards. Exile them all. (laughs) Then shuffle. (laughs) Jeez. Okay. Uh, Reshape. Reshape. As an additional cost to cast, you sacrifice an artifact, any artifact, 
Blue X, sacrifice an artifact, that's the total cost. Search your library for an artifact card with converted mana cost X or less and put it onto the B, then shuffle. Okay, Okay. yeah, that's fine. Tribute Mage. Search your library for an artifact that costs two, put it into your hand. I wonder what could cost two that we're going to get. Were of Invention. I like this one. It's got Improvise, so it lets your artifacts tap to help pay its mana cost. Blue, 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 X. And you can pay... Can you do... You can't do colored mana with that, right? No. Like, that's that's not, Convoke. That's not yeah. Convoke. Yeah, okay. So you can just tap artifacts to help pay for X. Yes. Search your library for an artifact card with a converted mana cost X or less. Put it onto the battlefield. And this is an instant. This is very good. This is Court of Calling, but for artifact, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. So we're tutoring. We're... Exiling. Exiling. We're... Also playing a crashing drawbridge. We'll keep going just past that. What are we going to do with all that stuff? We're going to doomsday. Now, we're playing mono blue and you might have said, oh, well, if you're if you're exiling libraries and if you're drawing at instant speed, you're, you're probably playing Lab Maniac and Jace, Wielder of Mysteries. And, and of course we are. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Of course we are. And, and we didn't want to just say Lab Maniac, Jace, and Thassa's Oracle at the start of the episode because then nobody would have watched it or, yeah. or listened to it, right? You should be watching it because it's good. But we are playing those. Yeah. But how those contribute to the mono-blue doomsdayedness of the deck, I think that's, a, that's an adjective, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I man. I can do that? Yeah, Absolutely. Is with a little card that you've probably never heard of or played with that costs 35 cents <laughs> called Mirror of Fate. Mirror of Fate? Mirror of Fate. The Give it a fi- read. The five mana artifact that says tap, sack it, choose up to seven face up exiled cards you own, exile all cards from your library, then put the chosen cards on top of your library? Yes. Oh. Okay. So we would tutor for that. It costs five. And there's no, like, tutor for thing that costs five, wizard. Right. So that's not what the, the trophy or trinket mage or whatever was for. Right. We'll get, to, we'll get to some other stuff in a minute. But essentially, we can exile our own stuff mm-hmm. with, our, with our tutors and with our draws. And get this, with our delve spells, mm-hmm. because we've got a, a treasure cruise and a dig through time. Correct. We can exile our whole library then and get those previously exiled cards back. Ooh. Yeah. And those cards could be like a Gitaxian Probe or other draw spells like Gush. And we can, for free, draw Lab Maniac or Jace Wielder of Mysteries, cast them, and then Gitaxian Probe or Gush again, or, okay. or, or for the first time if we cast the other one, and win the game. Right. That is how Doomsday works. But what's interesting about this is it's mono blue, and we're using a little-known gem called Mirror of Fate. Yeah. Mirror of fucking fate. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Everybody looks at that card and says, man, this card sucks. I'm never playing it. Yeah. that's the And that's the truth. So we wanted to feature the deck because, again, it both demonstrates what what the mold is and that we broke it. And that we broke the Doomsday mold. Yeah. Because you don't actually need Doomsday to Doomsday. If you don't want to play Doomsday, because like Mono Blue, the card, the archetype, the the shell of Doomsday has its own baggage. Mm-hmm. And and it is a CEDH deck, and it is a combo instant win deck, and it is something that in casual circles or on rule zeros, you would 
probably you should. You should probably say this is the Doomsday deck. I'm playing a Doomsday deck, or I have tutors to find Doomsday, but it's not like an instant win, or it is an instant win. Whatever the Doomsday baggage is, you have it. Yes. But with this deck, you kind of don't. You, You would only just have to say, this is my mono blue Doomsday deck. And if nobody knew what Doomsday was, you would just tell them what Doomsday did, and they say, well, that's black. And you go, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't include that card. <laughs> and they go, oh, that's interesting. And then you give them a unique experience. And we should also point out we are, we're we playing Grand Architect Pillapala combo as well. Pillapala costs two. That's what the Tribute Mage gets. Yes. It's a, it's a Scarecrow. Neat. That flies. Cool. That costs two, obviously. It's a 1-1 one, one that you pay two and untap it to get a mana of any color. And Grand Architect makes it so that you can tap a blue creature for two mana that you can only use to do artifact things but you can also make artifact creatures blue with it so you make pillapala blue tap it for two use the two to untap it for a mana tap it for two use the two to untap it for a colored mana therefore giving yourself infinite mana to do whatever you want what do you do with it though i don't know honestly i i i don't know i assume you use that to power out a mirror of fate early after you've Maybe you've got your tutor in your hand and your mirror of fate and you can just do all of the stuff all in one turn maybe because you've drawn got, lots of cards. We've got X spells in War of Invention and the other one that we tutor with. But they just find the the mirror, right? So you got to – that's what I'm assuming it's it's in there for. I would – in my head when I was looking at this deck, I would add a blue sun zenith for the, the, the blooms day as I was saying, right? You can just draw everybody out, which would be quasi-handy. Um, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think you really need that in there, but I'm sure Buckholes has a reason for it. Yeah, I uh, Blue Sun is good because it allows us to draw or our opponents to draw, mm-hmm. and that is another kind of probably shell piece. I think it would be super cool to have a Drowned in Dreams because you could mill, draw mill. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think those would be fine if you had those in. Yeah, because they they fit what the deck's trying to do, and they also just help you. I mean, you could also load this deck up with graveyard hate and and self mill. Yeah, like traumatize yourself and do all this terrible stuff to yourself to get more stuff into your graveyard, and then just exile the whole thing. Yep, and then get it back with your mirror and win. Like, there's lots of different directions you could go with. Yeah, this deck. and I actually asked Anthony, like speaking of breaking the mold, I say, wouldn't this deck be? Better if it was blue-white because then you have access to white removal and control, white reanimation, just to get more if that's what you need. And also pull from eternity because pull from eternity takes an exiled card and puts it into your library. And then you could do with it, or sorry, into your graveyard, sorry, into your graveyard. And you could do with it what you will once it's in your graveyard. You could mm-hmm. reanimate it. You could cast it again. You could get get her backers like um, Archaeomancer and Mnemonic Wall and... Um, Let me hit you with this, right? Okay. Let me hit you with this. Instead of adding white, we could add black, and then we could just play Doomsday. Oh. Right? That's why you don't add white, because it's a mono blue deck. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, like, yeah, it wouldn't be a blue deck anymore if you added white. That's right. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a mono Bloomsday deck if, yeah. it, if you just added Doomsday. Exactly. Because then it would be a Doomsday deck, and that's why we're breaking the mold. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. So, I mean... Yes, adding white isn't the same as adding black, but I think that because bl- white doesn't have doomsday <laughs> exactly, precisely, and I think that the the blue shell that we're playing here is cool, and 
like I'm I'm happy that it's the way that it is. Okay, well, a couple other things really quick. We do have a couple modal double-faced cards that are lands or like look at the top of your library, blah, blah, blah. So sure. that's, that's a thing. Buried Ruin gets you an artifact back from your graveyard to your hand. Mm-hmm. Gets you your Mirror of Fate if you need. We've got Mystic Sanctuary and maybe, maybe, and I don't know how it's still at this point in time a hidden gem or, or at least underplayed, Cephalid Colosseum. Yeah. So Mystic Sanctuary, of course, if you've got enough islands, which we would... It gets you a card back from your graveyard. It puts on top of your library. Cool. Get her backer on a land. Very good card. And also Cephalid Coliseum. If you've got Threshold, it taps. You go blue tap, sacrifice it. Target player draws three cards, then discards three cards. Very important in in either a Doomsday deck because it gives you draw on a land. Or in a Labman deck. For the same reason, draw on a land. Yes. Or in a dredge deck because oh, draw yeah. on a land. <laughs> That's right. I used to play that in dredge. It's really good. Yeah, Cephalid Coliseum is, is cornerstone of a lot of dredge mana bases. If um, if you can't afford the old um, <clears throat> Bazaar Bag deck or something, you know. <laughs> stay tuned for a future CCO's Top 5 and 5. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So that's the deck. That's the whole deck. Now... I'm going to do recommendations right now or questions as to why these aren't here. Because, I mean, the deck's being cutesy. It's doing a thing. But I feel like it would do well to have something like a Mystical Tutor instead of some of maybe the other tutors to just get something to do what you want to do. Mystical Tutor is probably the best way of doing that. And a Leveler. Leveler. Because 10-10 for 5 enters the battlefield, exile your whole library. Yep. Dang, classic. Yeah. yeah. Like classic. that's just and I mean that just goes along with the Thorical Labman, Labman Jace pile, right? Like yeah. you could go infinite Pillapalamana, Leveler Labman. It does the same exact thing as the combo, but just on one card that you can include in the deck and not actually lose anything. Yeah, and you know what? And we are playing that crashing drawbridge, which tap or no just tap creatures you control gain haste until end of turn and we are playing swift foot boots like if you had a leveler 10 10 nothing to be scoffed at and got it and somebody who's at less than 10 you just equip it and attack and they die yeah you don't even need to do the like the doomsday thing and i mean not very often is your only opponent left at 10 life and has no blockers around the time where you're looking to do this and (laughs) and not looking to combo to try and kill everybody but the one time it happens is going to be so good yes and there is something to be said about breaking the mold with something like that yeah like the one time ever that i killed somebody with combat damage was snapcaster mage and bruvac yeah like that'll probably never happen again guys at three life but it happened once and once is enough sometimes you know what It, it it felt so good to do something like that like you say the one time is enough the one time that happened it felt so good that i actually put in a sort of body and mind and i'm putting a black blade reforged into bruvac nice just so people are like oh yeah attack you i gotta go on the combat plan because you're gonna mill me oh you're tapped out black blade reforged take 14 yeah die die <laughs> oh man <laughs> it felt so good to hit somebody with bruvac that it's like it it it, it, it informed the deck nice right so if if you put a leveler in there, maybe maybe you do want that. Like, yeah, and I mean, you could go, uh, what is it, leveler, mirror of fate, and then just like put some cards back, right? Now your library's not gone. 
Hey, you, that's you know, a good idea. You could change all seven sorts of card shit library. Seventy damage off a leveler over seven turns with yeah. the rest of your mono blue like package to to <laughs> to keep people from blocking or playing shit. You just put all your draw and all of your counters back in your library to protect the leveler. All your so bounce you can spells. Just, so you could just kill people with the with the leveler. That would be amazing. That would be so sick. And it and it provides an alternate win con that just is totally off the wall. Can you imagine saying, "Yeah, I made a whole table scoop to leveler." Oh man, that, yeah. you know what? And if you're putting leveler in, you got to put eater of days in. There you go. It's like a nine eight for four. Skip your next two turns. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you put maybe if you put in an eater of days, you might want to stifle. Just yeah. maybe you want to counter that ETB. Yes, that, that might be a thing. That ETB ability. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be our next deck: leveler, eater of days, and we just did it. We already did it. Fuck. We, we built the mold. We used this shell and we built that deck too. Oh, yeah. We just built every blue deck. It's awesome. Putting our money where our mouth is. Yet we're playing Bruvac Beats with Leveler, Eater of Days, Stifle. You know what? If we're playing Stifle, we might as well play Phyrexian Dreadnought. Absolutely. And if we're playing Phyrexian Dreadnought, we might as well play Phyrexian Soul Gorger. We're going to have Thopter tokens to yeah. sacrifice to the Cumulative Upkeep, mm-hmm. which I think is a triggered ability at the beginning of your upkeep you put a age counter on it uh, is that how is that how cumulative upkeep is written yeah well it's a triggered ability we're already playing stifle oh play trick bind oh man we won't even have to sacrifice our guys nine nine for three we're so good at this man is there any is there any blue flings blings <laughs> <laughs> i that's our next challenge mono blue fling dot deck but Break the mold, baby. Like yeah. just like lots of times this this is like like this is like drunk texting at three in the morning or like in the bar after F and M or just theory crafting, bullshitting. But that's what our whole show is about. Yeah, that's why breaking we have a show. the mold. Yeah. That's why we're here. Break the mold, people. Challenge the status quo. And you know what? If you say, Well, I need this and this and this and this and this. Don't. Well, I mean, if you actually do. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. You right? Do. Like, Doomsday is one card, and we need, like, two or three cards to do it in mono blue. Yeah. Like, I need this and this and this and this and this and this to actually break the mold. Start cutting the shell. Start cutting the things that are, like, the same as every other deck. Yeah, cut the boring stuff. And, and sure, that might make it a little bit less powerful as a shell. You're playing mono blue Doomsday. Do you want it to be CDH? <laughs> <laughs> I Come on, now. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. I think that we've demonstrated some of the strengths, but, I mean, it's monocolor, which... Which we always view as a strength because it's straight-ahead, bulldozery, easy to pick up, hard to master. And those are always fun. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, easy to do, hard to master from a build perspective and a place perspective because you have so much more power when you have more colors because you can do more things. Yeah. And, I mean, you could argue, oh, there's colors that do everything. Like blue and green can draw and reanimate and thing and this and that and this. But if you made a blue-green deck, it would be better than a blue deck or a green deck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Budget. Budget. Very affordable deck. Yes, everybody listening right now probably has most of this deck already. And if you don't, get them from your friends and then go out and buy the $5 worth of cards that you need at FusionGamingOnline.com. CCO Spring. Oh, there you go. Saves you 5% off the cards that you want. There it is. Now, the strengths and weaknesses of this deck kind of 
merge together. There's an overlap. There's a gray area where I say like, it's a lab man win. You could instant win, but it's a lab man win. You could instant win. Yes. I just use a little bit different voice inflection and you can he- hear the strength. Yeah. And uh, it's a mono color deck. It's a mono color deck. Uh, it's a mono blue deck. It's a mono blue deck. It's it's that mono blue deck. Yeah, when somebody says, oh, I'm playing mono blue, this is the deck. It draws cards, it bounces creatures, oh, it oh. counters spells. That's what it does. I'm going to one-up it again. Uh-oh. It's a budget mono blue deck. Oh, I just got beat by a budget mono blue deck. <laughs> right? <laughs> Lenny's just rolling in his grave, hey? Yeah. You bastards, my hair's a deck. Of <laughs> Gumball Arkham Dagson, baby. It almost is. It almost is. It almost yeah. is. Does Arkham is he the weakness or is he's a strength? He's a tutor commander. He 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 lets us do the thing that we want to do because we can search for mirror of fate right out of our command zone. Does he have baggage like Urza has baggage or other mono blues have baggage? Not at this point. But this is one of those decks that you're going to show up with it and you're going to play it once, do the thing, and everybody's going to be on to you. Then it will have baggage. Uh, yeah, and, and is that a strength or a weakness? Because everybody gets onto you and that feels like a weakness, but once they learn that the deck can be interesting or can be fun or is the leveler, exile my library, get the cards back, like, like oh, shenanigans, I hate to use the word, but yeah, well, it, is. It, it is. Once they find out that it's also that, like, does that open up the doors? Like, Well, no, because you're still playing 11 counter spells, 14 removal spells, and 22 draw card yeah, spells. Like, yeah, yeah. This, this is a hard deck to say, no, it's because it is fun, and it is unique, and it is really interesting, but it's also the mono blue deck that everybody is picturing in their head right now. So yes. it, it's a tricky one. That's one of the downsides to this deck. It's cool, and it's unique, and it's it's awesome. But it is also that deck. You're right. And and I can relate to exactly that, again, because my Bruvac deck is is yeah. like that. It it And it's not budget. And it does have the Force of Wills, the Force of Negations, the Mana Drain. It does have all the free counter spells. But I, I don't know. Maybe I politic differently or I don't counter your stuff unless it's trying to kill me. Like, there's a way to make this fun. You can make any deck fun. Von Doom says it about me all the time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brag a little bit. Where I play my Stax Traxa deck. Yeah. And it's a Stax deck that pulls zero punches. Yeah. But he always says, man, I play against Brando's Stax deck all the time. And it's fun because Brando's fun. Maybe it's the attitude you bring and, into it. And that's how decks like this are fun. Is if you're fun to play with, the deck will be fun to play against. And that's true of virtually any deck. Yeah, because like like I say, I have a like, it's a stacks deck and bonus and points and bonus it, points in your stacks deck if you have an interesting win con yeah bonus point or or something that's fun or funny bonus points in your mono blue deck if you're doing doomsday bonus yeah. points in your mono blue deck if you're doing if you're doing bruvac beats with with sort of blue and green yeah. give him protection from blue I can't even bounce my own guy if he's gonna die <laughs> just because I want to kill you with it like attacking you for three like for Seven turns in a row. Yeah. Right? It's a thing. So, yeah, bonus points, I guess. Okay, final thing that we want to say about it before final thought of the day. Because that kind of sounded like a final thought already. Yeah. We're not going to do spice calculators on some of these shell decks because they are essentially... This was every blue deck of the number is going to be low. But it doesn't mean the deck isn't spicy. It just means that it plays every blue card that you expect to see in a blue deck honorary spice absolutely (laughs) because it's a doomsday blue deck it's a doomsday blue deck even more honorary spice because it's 87 dollars (laughs) yeah 87 dollars 
which is amazing. Blue, you can do the blue thing on a budget. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, and and like like I said, I don't think the gap between mana drain and counterspell is that high. It's seventy dollars. I think yeah. it used to be. I think it used to be when everybody won with like, like, I was going to say crater hoof, but that's still a thing. Yeah. But it, when Genesis wave for forty or 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 tooth and nail. When yeah. tooth and nail was Green's most powerful win con, and you could counterspell a tooth and nail and get like nine mana. Yeah. But now everybody's win cons are like four or five mana or combo with my commander for cheap, efficient. Yeah. I don't think the gap between force of will or between mana drain and counterspell is that high. Yeah. And I think things like dispel and, and all those cheap counterspells are also good for the same reason. They're all counterspells. And and there's more instants, there's more sorceries, there's more stuff that costs. And there's more people using the exact amount of mana so they can't pay for like mana drains <laughs> and mana tithes. Or sorry, mana leaks and mana Four tithes. spikes. Four spikes. Oh! Can you imagine? No. You, you ever gotten four spiked in you, EDH? I did, but I, I could pay for it. Oh, fuck, bro. I got... I got dazed one time. I got hard cast dazed. Oh. Like didn't even, didn't even like return an island or whatever to his hand. Oh. Cast dazed for blue one. Countered my thing unless I paid one. Couldn't do it. Couldn't pay the one. Dang. Hard cast dazed. Countered my shit. Rip. Yeah. Rip. Yeah. Because you're using all your mana now. Yeah. Everybody's doing the most efficient version of EDH or trending in that way, right? Yeah. As per last week's episode. Yeah. And we, over the next few weeks, are aiming to... Break that mold. Yeah, break that cycle. Super cool. You know what? Since last week, I've gotten three or four emails and messages of people saying, it's my mission to only play three mana rocks now because of you guys. Or (laughs) or I want to not do the thing that everybody else is doing, right? So that's this is the start of it. We're starting a revolution. Oh, I love I'm happy we're doing it. The CCO, I was gonna say revolution. How do I fit revolution? Revolution. The CCO revolution. I don't know. Uh, We're we're, we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna get back to it next week. Yes, okay, but Last couple things on Arkham Dagson. Six or 2.62 average CMC. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, efficiency, right? Yeah, the, efficiency. the shell, the shell, yeah. the brainstorms, the ponders, right? They That's all, right. 87 tutors. Yep. Which is, yeah, you were comboing with something in the 99. You're going to have to find it. It's going to hurt you. 26th among blue commanders is Arkham Dagson. Put some right beneath Artemis All-Seeing, who I forgot was even a card. I think it's Attempsis. I don't care. Artemis. <laughs> Attempsis. I just add letters. And he's uh, right above Kusima, God of the Voyage. I play that card. I used to play that card, but I've since cut it from every deck that I played. It I, well, I played just the Omen Keel. I pretend that, the, the, I pretend that Kusima is a magic card back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the Omen Keel is a vehicle for Kalamax to ride in. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Cadillacs and dinosaurs. There it is. And, and boats. Okay. And soon to be mech suits. Ooh, yes. Yeah, I guess There's, we'll be talking about that in the next couple weeks. They've even spoiled a mech suit already. I know. A mech suit and a hover bike. Oh, man. Man. We've got lots of cool stuff coming up. That's it. Okay, well, Anthony Bockley, huge thanks for sending it in. We uh, we love decks like this. Mm-hmm. We love breaking the mold. We're going to be doing it for the next few weeks. FusionGamingOnline.com, CCO Spring, new code. So use it. Let, let Fusion know that the new code doesn't stop you from using... The code. The code. <laughs> and saving money on cards that you're going to buy anyway. Very much so. Big thanks to all the patrons. Big thanks to our newest patron, uh, All Shiller No Pillar. All Shiller No Pill. <laughs> all Shill No Pill. All Shill No yeah. Pill. Final but thought of the day? Final thought of the day was given a few minutes ago. You can run the show back and listen to it there. Get those YouTube watch minutes up, eh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
Big thanks again to A Buckholes for sending the deck in. Big thanks to you for being here. Big thanks to Fusion Gaming Online for helping us out with promo code CCO Spring and for helping us keep the lights on and delivering high quality magic content to you every single week. And we're going to be back next week with another shell on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Whoa!